there's a new name for Toyota in Lanarkshire. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Hamilton. We're bringing you everything Toyota backed by first class service. So come and view the stunning new Toyota range, all with up to 10 years warranty. Including the Igo Cross and the new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas. Our formidable range of commercial vehicles, including the Hilux. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer trained technicians. And specialist advice from our Motability team. Macklin Motors Toyota is open now at Whistlebury Road, Hamilton. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com, representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland. Let's go! And can you believe it? Suddenly we're on the verge of the World Cup 2022. This weekend, the final full card in the Premiership before the players get together, head to their countries and, uh, well, go to Qatar. We're not going to Qatar, but we'll be here right throughout the break between five and six. But tonight, we've got Barry Ferguson here, Mark Guidi as we get ready to the weekend. Barry, can you believe it? We're almost here. Time for the break. And your old side Rangers, they got the win the other night. They need to do the same tomorrow. Huge one. Yeah, um, in, in terms of the game on Wednesday night, Paul, I'll be honest, it wasn't a, a great performance. Mm. Um, pretty flat in the, the, the first half. One bit of magic in the second half from Ryan Kent with a a bit of great yeah. skill. Put the ball through to Barisic, who had a great cutback for Tillman coming in late and then and end up it was a 1-0 a win. Um, as I said, it wasn't pretty to watch, but the most important thing for Rangers was getting the three points. And they, now they head to, to Paisley tomorrow at half 12 and... Listen, I'd take the same. Um, the main thing for Rangers is is just making sure they don't get any further behind Celtic at this moment in time. And Mark, as you know, we're going to hear from Giovanni van Bronckhurst talking about contract talks. Uh, and I think he's sounding... Well, you'll hear it in a moment or two. Let's speak mm-hmm. with him. For Celtic, Ange Postacoglu, top of the table, seven points clear. And he's been having a go about VAR. And you can imagine why Celtic seem to have been the subject of a few strange decisions. And I think the jota, the offside, the angle, um, hasn't pleased anyone, any Celtic fan. No, I mean, there's... There's no point in having VAR, Paul, if, it, if it's not going to be situated um, properly. And the angle that we believe that VAR had to work off of um, on Wednesday night at Fur Park wasn't acceptable. You know, for full-time football, the Scottish Premier League, a big product, you know, a lot at stake. And, um, you know, it's just as well Celtic won the game. Had they not won the game, this would have been all kicking off. This would have been serious. Celtic would be looking would be looking for, for heads to roll. The SFA, um, Crawford Allen, head of referees, VAR, the whole bit, you know, the TV. Everybody would be under uh, serious pressure. But it has to be better than that. Yes, we can accept teething problems. We can accept decisions that we might not agree with. But we can't accept um, uh, standards. Yeah. That, you know, that fall below what we should uh, come to expect that's good enough for Scottish football. Ian Maxwell, chief exec of the SFA, said a couple of months ago it could be horrendous at the beginning. Was he right? Well, that, that was horrendous the other night at third part, if yeah. I'm being honest with you. The, um, the, the camera that was meant to be situated there wasn't in its position it should be. It was panned at the, the dugout, mm. which baffles me why... That is the the case. So, is it an old grandstand one, Mark? Do you think? Yeah. <laughs> so that, that, that's support. something, Paul. That's something yeah. they need to sort out and yeah. sort out quickly as possible. Yeah. yeah, it's crazy. In fact, let's hear from Ange Postecoglou talking about VAR Australia, which you know everyone seems to think is a backwater. Had VAR four years ago. It's not a new thing. 
It's not new. It's been around for quite a while. Referees in our league who referee in Europe have used it. So we make it out as if this is really big thing and big expectations. You know, we've made this big fanfare and now we're, we're saying, you know, expect teething problems. I don't know why there would be teething problems for something that's been around for four years, you know, five years. I don't even know how long it's been around. Like, if we're not ready, don't start with it. Just wait till we're ready. For me, it's not about the decisions. Whether You know, they're saying Jota was offside. They have evidence of that, obviously, Whatever that evidence is, is is with them, and and that's fine. And even if they're wrong, I don't care. You know, it's a decision. Like there's plenty of wrong decisions. For me, it's the intrusion it has on the game. You know, like I said, it's why I was uncomfortable with the whole week leading up to it. Sort of making this whole fanfare about something that is not new. It's it's been around for quite a while, and we should be just saying, look, VAR's coming in this weekend. We're comfortable with it because you know we, we've done all the trials. Everything's ready to go. Let's get on with it. All right. Once again, just talked a lot of sense. Um, Paul, you can accept. Uh, decisions, you know, human error. Um, and he's right, you know, VAR has been on the go for a long, long time. And remember it when we're talking about the World Cup starting next week, it was air in Russia um, 2018. It was air in, in all the games. And it, it just so happens that there has been fanfare because we've been waiting so long for it. You know, we all watched English football. They've had it for four years. Um, and you're right, the, the, the problem is, you know, I, I'll give you an example. On Wednesday night, um, I'm at St. Mern, St. Johnson. It's a yep. clear penalty kick for St. Johnson, Scott Tanzer's handball. Yeah. You and Anderson, mm-hmm. the match referee, is maybe 12 yards away from it. Why can he not signal to give a penalty kick? Make a decision there and then yeah. that he would normally do. He then gets word in his ear that there might be a penalty kick. And between waiting for the word in his ear, then going to view it at the screen, it was probably three minutes. Paul, in the first yeah. viewing, mm-hmm. you can see it's a penalty, penalty. kick. Yeah. Why is it taking so long? Have the courage of your convictions. Believe in what you're doing. You don't need to look at an incident like that 20 times. It shouldn't take VAR to tell you after two minutes to go and look at the screen. They should not have to one look. Get over there. But the good referees, the top referees, would be making those decisions live. And they're relying too much on VAR, which is interrupting the flow of the game, which is leading to a lot of frustration. Barry Ferguson? Yeah, I think it's taking away the responsibility for the referees. I think... You just mentioned that I'd watched that. I mean, how you you can't see that that's a that's a penalty um, when you're only ten yards. You said ten, twelve yards away, um, and I just think they're relying far too much on VAR. Go and make a decision. Yeah, Mark, it is. This is not the way it was supposed to be, was it? No. There's now so many people refereeing at the VAR. But it's shown. It's shown the main guy. Referees are. Yeah, that's what we talked about last night. And Andy I, Walker I, I said the same the, thing. The frustration for for all of them. Why are they working in the yep. media? Whether they are as a supporter, whether they're a manager yep. or a player, it's the length of time it's taken. Uh-huh. Now, again, you know, you might not agree with a lot of the decisions because a lot of them are down to opinion. They're mm-hmm. not factual. It's down of to course. opinion, particularly handballs, um, red cards. They're down to opinion. Um, and it's a length of time it's taken you know three or four stoppages per game at two, three, four minutes per yeah. stoppage it is absolutely ridiculous and that's the not the way the game's meant to be it's just the way the game's meant to be Paul it's not it's two stop it's not start right. yeah. two right. stop start and, and again they've been working with us mm. for the past year I know we're saying there is going to be teething problems which happens yeah. with a lot of things but they've actually been working on this or working with VAR sorry for the past year as Ange Postacoglu said a moment ago, whatever the decision is, you might get it wrong, but make the decision and get on with it. And they trialled it for, what, the best part of a year. Why? Let's hear a bit more from him. Human beings are involved, but the fact that, you know, a camera's not pointing to where it should be when we've only got six cameras, um, like, I, I'm, I'm kind of hoping that they went through this process before they actually, you know, and said these are the protocols, but 
you know, you've got to allow human error within that context. But, but like I said, I, VAR, we understand it's it's part of the game. We've introduced it. Okay, let's let's get on with it. Don't make it the star of the show, you know. And, and unfortunately, at the moment, that's what it is. And I just I don't think it, it helps anyone. Not the referees, not the clubs, not the players, not the coaches, the managers, not the supporters to, to have VAR as the focus of every week's discussion. What are you thinking of it? Give us a call. Oh eight oh eight seventeen seventeen seven hundred. Speak to Barry and Mark. Barry. Yeah, he's right. As yeah. the focus, let's talk yeah. about the foot. You want to talk about the football? What's happening on the pitch? And I feel every single time we're, we're on air now, we're talking about about VAR, so Postacoglu is spot on. We'll talk about what's happening. I'll also ask, he was asked today a prediction for the World Cup, who's going to win it? I'm going to ask you, Barry, and Mark tonight as well. Yep, 0808 17, 17, 700 full card this weekend. St Mirren Rangers, 12.30 kickoff. Celtic Ross County, the rest are at three. Celtic Ross County, Hearts against Livingston, Kilmarnock against Hebs, St Johnson Motherwell and Aberdeen against Dundee United. A big game tonight as well, Barry. You'll be watching at Hamilton. Yeah, the Yankees. local team, yeah. Aki's have got uh, top of the league here, United. Uh-huh. Yeah, New Douglas Park so um, hopefully Aki's can start picking up a, a few points because they're rooted at the bottom in a league pool On the VAR I should have said the SFA have admitted an error that there was a better camera angle but we didn't see it on the Jota goal and you do wonder sometimes entertainment business if you're not sure surely the goal stands but anyway what do you think give us a call now for Rangers read your column this morning Barry you were excellent the other night obviously you were on just before the game Rangers got the win and you're saying the manager he's been backed by the board right he's not going anywhere just now mm-hmm. um, you've got to back him with some cash come January yeah and I'm not talking millions and millions of pounds Look, it's clear that they've, they've got behind the manager they want to keep him now this break is coming up hopefully get some of the injured players back but January's going to be a, a big one for Gio and I'm sure he would like to bring players in so I think they've got to go and and back the manager and, and try and allow him to bring in um, some quality players to come into that squad no, no the squad Paul the starting 11 yep. and I keep saying that it's not about numbers for me or quantity you've got to bring in quality players who can get straight into that starting 11 which is going to be hard in January we all know it's a, a tough market but I'm sure Gio will identify where he wants to strengthen and I would like to think that Rangers um, will try and back him in that Let's hear him speak then What's the contract situation? You should ask Ross because yeah, Ross is speaking with the, the players and the agents so you know, I think he's best to, to, to ask what the situation is That's Ross Wilson of course You should ask Ross You should ask Ross Mark, changing Interesting. He's mm-hmm. never he's never come away with that before. He's always taken responsibility. Okay, but he's now clearly think well, no, because you know for whatever reason, well, he's not he's not in full control of that situation, which a lot of head coaches are not. You know, yeah. a lot of them are just giving the players and going told to work with them. So he's he's clearly uh, that's that that's a a proper statement. That's a considered reply by Giovanni um, Van Bronckhorst. And I think two things uh, for me, Paul, for Rangers moving forward. Um, Ryan Kent and Alfredo Morelos. Two top players. You see Ryan Kent again on Wednesday night. Terrific. When he's on it, he's terrific. Morelos, when he's on it, best striker at Rangers. But for me, um, if they don't sign new deals in January, if they don't commit themselves to the club, which they don't need to do, they're entitled to, to sit and wait, I would absolutely try and sell them in January. I wouldn't carry them to the end of the season because I, I, I think that I would go too much off the balls to what's maybe coming next. And you can't afford to carry two passengers like that. So try and sell them. If they don't commit, I would sell them um, in January. And the other thing that we spoke about, which is not an immediate concern, 
uh, for Rangers but it's certainly impactful moving forward as, as a football club as um, with Barry and I spoke about it where's their playing assets Paul mm-hmm. where's, where's the guys like for example where is their next Calvin Bassey that can go and generate yep, funds for the sure. manager to, to, to go and spend or, or you know whatever it may be and that's got to be a big concern is there anyone forward. there I, I stole yeah. your thunder it's in the column it's in the column but it's just something we're thinking about yeah. Bassey great are able we get it Patterson away but where's the next two or three yeah. you know? you're right do you know it's something I'm just looking at what's happening on the pitch and the way Rangers are performing and until Mark actually brought that point up Monday I, I went back Monday night and I, I wrote it down and I looked at it closely and he's spot on where, where is Rangers assets you did your homework now Mark's saying about waiting to January with Kent and Morelos that should have been done in the summer yeah let's hear a bit more from the manager then we're going to go back on the lines he's speaking about contracts well I think it's uh, you know when when things aren't going well or you have a difficult moments you know of course people will will talk and, and, and pinpoint uh, problems or you know areas which can be improved you know it's so it's, uh, I think it's, you know, I'm not a technical director, you know, so it's not always the case that you, 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 you always happens what you want because you have discussion, contract talks, you have also players who, who might have different ideas of their future. So there are a lot of things who, which are, which are uh, important to uh, when, when you sign new contracts. I think Conor Goldson is, was one of the players last year who was also uncertain you know, about his future. But in the end, in the summer, he signed a new deal. So it's, it's difficult always to, to, to put, uh, point the finger to one person. Barry, what do you take from that? He says, I'm not the technical director. Yeah, he's just one that's sorted. It's obviously rumbling in the background, which he's, um, he doesn't like. Um, and as I said, Matt raised the point about Morelos and Kent. I don't see why. After what happened with Golson, Connor Golson last year, because there was all the talk leading up to the end of the season is he going, is he staying? And you don't want the same scenario with, with Ryan Kent and Morelos because it's playing a part, I believe, yeah. in their minds as well. Yeah. So the club and the players need to sit down and draw a line under it whether they're staying or whether they're going and that needs to be sorted as soon as possible for the manager's sake and for the football sake football club's sake and the team's sake as well yeah I mean I think with Connor Goldson last season you could not question his attitude or commitment no, no you know, even though he was coming yeah. out of contract you know he wasn't you know backing out of tackles or whatever and mm-hmm. even you know and he eventually signed after the season finished which, which was great business for Rangers I wouldn't take the same risk, gamble, whatever word you want to call it, with Kent and Morelos. Yeah, I, I, I would, you know, it needs to be clear. Sign a deal, or we're going to try and get the best available. Now they they might decide not to go. Rangers might agree a fee with somebody. They're going to sit tight, which is their prerogative. But as a football club, um, moving forward, um, I don't think you can afford to 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 have two guys like that get into the final. It's too risky. Of it's too yeah. risky. You look at the summer, Paul, or even mm. back to January. You're talking eight, nine, ten million pound. For both of the players, you're talking January. You're lucky if you'll get, I said it, a million pound, if you're lucky, for each of the players. bit more from GVB about this controversial issue. Contracts. Well, I think it's not, it's not about the break. It's just, you know, it's, 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 you know, we can, we can talk all, we can talk now. We have been talking with them uh, previously. So it's not about the break. It's just, you know, make sure, as you said, you, the uncertainty will, will stay if, if, if players don't, Sign a new contract. That's the the position you will you will have as a club if you have so many players out of contract end of the season. 
So uh, that uncertainty will uh, will stay, I think. So many players out of contract at the mm. end of the season, and and what he's what he's doing there, Paul, in that press conference, is making it absolutely clear he is defining the roles of the different people at the club, and he's making it clear. I don't have anything to do with contracts. I don't want to do with the guys on the last six months of their deal. I've just signed a brand new five-year one. It has nothing to do with me. Speak to Ross Wilson. Speak to other people at the club. He's making it clear. I'm the guy. If you want to talk about results and performances, I'm your man. You want to talk about contracts, recruitment, nothing to do with me. What also that's telling me is he's a bit peeved off. I think he wants it sorted, as I said, because um, it's it's not healthy when you've got you've got to think of the the players as well. I, I really think it's affected the players. I do. Um, all right, their performances haven't been great this year. Morelos ill-discipline, no fit enough, been out for a couple of weeks, Ryan Kent, no playing at the, the form that you would expect him to play, but I, I think, listening to Gio there, he's saying, get this sorted as soon as possible. You're talking, how many players, Paul? I think it's yeah. nine or ten players that are out of contract. Yeah. It is, nine or ten. It's huge. It's too I, many. I don't think you can allow that at one time. So there's, there's, yeah. there's, there's Kent, Morelos and Jack, was it McGregor and Davis, are they? Arfield. Yeah. Arfield, no. Arfield. Mm-hmm. Um, Arfield Tillman obviously go back to his, his, back, right. his yep. club um, Matondo is his position no Matondo he, he signed a longer term obviously Yilmaz long term five year deal yeah. um, but there's too many yeah. Mark it's not you know, yeah. they talked about a selling model you know a year and a half ago yeah. after they sold Patterson then Aribo and yeah, Bassi and, 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 and the supply chain's gone aye and you know that's where there's got to be you know I can understand that you know there was I can understand short termism in terms of thinking like stopping Celtic for winning oh. 10 in a row and I get that and, and, that and Rangers achieved it it yeah. did it worked it worked really well and it had to be done but I, I, again and, and you know Rangers and Rangers supporters will know want to hear that but you you do have to look across the city the model that they've got and the model that they've had and there's longer and particularly I think since Angie's come in the door there's longer term thinking mm-hmm. I mean remember five six years ago there'd be two or three getting signed at the last minute in the January window or the August window, last minute Charlie signings in, they come all great, but they were actually contributing next to, next to nothing. That's not happened on the kit. He's got a long-term strategy um, in place. And the reason they got, now that might that might mean, Paul, a year or two of pain, you know, but but you, you, you need to put that in place. You know, you need to really, for a club at Rangers, you know, bring through the the players. Where are the really good youngsters? You know, where is the next? Is it Alex? Is it Young Lowry? Is he going to be the man? Get him in the team. I know he's been injured, but give him more game mm-hmm. time. Give him that exposure like they did with, with, with Nathan Patterson. But there's got to be a longer term strategy strategy at the club. Quick break, and then we're back. More from Barry and Mark on Rangers and on Celtic too. And your calls are coming in now. A few calls there on 0808 17 17 700. I'm just look. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com Your local friendly experts for new and used cars. Let's go! Thanks, Chris, for the traffic and travel. This is Paul Cooney with Mark Guidi and Barry Ferguson. Friday evening edition. The first full one, the last uh, of the full programmes this weekend in the Premiership St Mirren Rangers 12.30. It'll be some game there at Love Street because St Mirren, we know what they did against Celtic just, uh, what, six weeks ago. Then Hearts against Livingston, Celtic against Ross County, Kilmarnock against Hibs. My goodness, both of them need uh, a win. St Johnson, Motherwell and Aberdeen against Dundee United. Here's the Celtic injury update there's nothing really new here's Ange Postacoglu Callum and obviously James McCarthy um, missing um, everyone else got through uh, Wednesday night no problems and um, yeah no, no new issues coming out of it 
So Celtic supporter Reagan's on the line. Good evening, Reagan. How are you? Paul, I'm doing well. It's great to be on. Thanks for having me. Great to hear you. Not heard you for a wee while. So you must be, are you pretty happy going into the break because of the World Cup? Yeah, Paul. I mean, to go in seven points ahead for Celtic is a great thing. I mean, I don't think they've played that great. But yeah, I mean, um, it's just great to see Ange Postecoglou doing well. Um, the, the big thing Paul's going to be interesting is uh, January mm-hmm. uh, I did hear Barry say on the show about the uh, Ross Wilson said that uh, no uh, Gio said that Ross Wilson deals with transfers I think that just shows Paul the difference in the two clubs at the moment that Ange Postecoglou said that um, his transfer business was basically done yeah. and then at the opposite end of the city you've got um Gio, who says, speak to, uh, speak to Ross Wilson, don't speak to me. Yep. Um, well, what, 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 what uh, Barry thinks about that. Um, You're straight through. Barry, what do you think? It tells yeah. me he's proactive. Ange Postacoglu makes the decisions to go and yeah, get... I'm, he identifies a player he wants and it's up to the club to go and get that, that player. Is that um, not the way it should work? Yeah, I think the manager, it should. Um, it's a manager's decision who he wants to bring in because at the end of the day, He's managing and coaching them and picking a team. Is this so, Gio now stamping his own authority on this football yeah, club? Yeah, and then? do you know what? I like that interview for Gio. It was a bit strong, which um, he's shown that he's, um, is, I wouldn't say he's unhappy, but he, he wants things sorted. He, he does, it's clear to see that but things are rambling on in terms of contracts. He wants them sorted mm-hmm. as soon as possible. Regan? Uh, but the way I ask something else, are you surprised that Gio's no tapped into his own market? The, the, the Dutch market and also that he worked in uh, China as well. Yeah, Japan, Reg- not- yeah, I've said it a, a few times, Regan. I'm really surprised that he's he's not tapped into the the Dutch market because obviously his money's there. He managed a big club. He'll know the the league inside out. And I I think it's a, a brilliant market. The Dutch league. You can pick up some. I wouldn't say bargains, but players that are not going to cost millions and millions of pounds. So that was a surprise because I would expected with Gio coming in at the job last October that we, you would have seen at least a couple if no more Dutch players Mark you've been over the course in journalism you hear a different tone from the manager yeah. is it time he stood up maybe for himself yeah was advocate well, yeah he, look he's, he's he's a clever man Giovanni and he <laughs> let's not beat about the bush his job's in the line if Rangers don't yeah. win tomorrow that could be his last game in charge of the club so he knows and that sounds to me like a, a guy who's well I'm going to go down fighting you know I'm going to actually make clear what what, what, what the rules are the parameters of everybody's role um, at this club so what's right I think Barry's right as well it'll be a frustration because what he wants is happy players mm-hmm. settled squad knowing what the future is he wants to give himself the best possible chance of winning on a Saturday and keeping himself in a job bringing a successful team He's not in control of what happens with contracts and that's a frustration for him if he's got players that, you know, whether they want to stay or whether they want to go but just clear it up bring a bit of clarity and make, make a decision so there's definitely uh, a frustration there and rightly so because as we say the bottom line is for him his neck's on the block nobody else is at the club no the captain no the goalkeeper no the head of recruitment no the chairman no whoever his role his head coach if they don't win tomorrow that could be him funny. So he's quite right to come out and, and, and make a few things clear. Do you think it's overdue, Barry? What, in terms of Gio? Uh, Gio coming out and saying these yeah, kind of things? But yeah, but I, I like that. He, he's, he's, uh, I like that about Gio. Gio is pretty within himself, as you know. He's, yeah. he's not one of a, a 
say a rant or a raver or, or go on but he's very strong in that presser there he, he's making it clear that he wants things sorted because um, I'm not saying it's the reason why Rangers are seven points behind Celtic or anything but it does have an effect on the, the squad when players are running out of contract and players don't know where their futures are going to lie so that's where Gio's spot on for me he's he's wanting things sorted as quickly as possible and hopefully come this World Cup break things are going to be made clearer but if you're asking my opinion that should have been done in the summer but, but, but it, it could well be and again this is where clarity and just put everybody in the picture and it could well be that behind the scenes Morelos or Ken or both or whoever mm-hmm. I've said by the way thanks very much for offer but under no circumstances uh, am I signing a new deal here uh, I'm probably going to go and use the freedom of contract yeah. uh, at the end of it. Now, see if that's the case. Let everybody know. Let exactly. everybody know yeah. you've made sure. the best possible attempt, and it's now nothing. It's out with your control because the players are holding the power. I, had, uh, I played with a player that, that happened to. Who was that? Arthur Newman. Ah, yeah, yeah. He let people know that he wasn't going to be signing a new contract. Now you didn't know if he was going to retire or go and play somewhere else. But I, I think people would respect that if players says, right, do you know what? I want to go and try something different. Listen, you're unhappy because you want to keep good players, but yeah. listen, you've got to respect that players do want to go and try something different. Um, it's just the unknown amongst the fans and obviously the manager as well because you can clearly hear that yeah. in his press there Regan back to your own club Celtic here's uh, Ange Postacoglu this is his assessment of the season so far yeah it's um, you know, it's obviously you know, been strong and you know, as I said under challenging conditions and in terms of <coughs> our fixture scheduling you know we've had 14 games uh, 8 of those have been away from home so we've only had 6 at Celtic Park in the league so um, when you consider all that the, you know you look at our results our results have been outstanding but I think our performances for the most part have been really strong too and as like I said it's a credit to the players um, but you know we need to finish off our work and we need to keep going and what we do know is that if we can come through this period you know with such a strong performance that yeah when we resume um, whilst the the schedule will still be fairly busy won't be anywhere near as um, challenging as what we've been through because of you know, obviously Champions League and the travel um, you know, it sets us up for, for a really strong sort of second part of the year I've got a question for all three of you Reagan, you first Michael Beale reportedly said that Rangers would have beaten Celtic to the title last season if Stephen Gerrard had stayed do you agree? yeah I mean it's a bit of a strange comment um, obviously he's, he's got um He's got ties with Rangers and he's thinking that, they, that, that if Steven Gerrard stayed then he'd be more than capable but uh, I think what Andrew's done there in that, that short space of time is he's done very well but Michael Beale's obviously a top class coach and uh, that was probably one of the big reasons why mm. Rangers stopped 10 in a row so Michael Beale's obviously got his opinion and fair play him but I think what, what Andrew's doing should be respected and he's done very well so far It's a great answer yeah, I mean, I'd actually like to say about Michael Beale, I was very disappointed him and I'm turning up at Ibrox. Um, well, I think, you know, you, you turn up at Ibrox, um, and let's be, be honest, he'd been linked with the job at that time. The manager's under serious pressure. I don't think you do that to fellow professionals, fellow coaches. He said he wanted to go back to Ibrox and see, well, you know, where was it, the Scottish Cup final or one of the big uh, European nights? So, you know, I think, as a, and I know he's a, he's a young coach, he's just in the game, and he is very talented. There's yeah. no getting away with that, and he's very. You know, he's pivotal on what happened with Rangers yeah. stopping 10 and 0 etc however um, there should be a professional courtesy uh, to, towards people now maybe he's, what he was linked with the, Hibs, uh, the, the Wills job and he's yeah. not to back but you know what the timing 
was wrong and um, playing to the gallery a wee yeah, bit yeah, yeah I think that's a good way to, yeah. uh, sure. to put it Paul you know and just you know he's a manager of Queen's Park Rangers focus on that because even the wee slide the past three or four games but uh, again I just thought his time of when he turned up at Ibrox was was um, was not ideal Barry a bit unfair to the job that Ange Postacoglu did last season yeah listen who knows <laughs> what, what could have happened you know what I mean <laughs> it's uh, Listen, you know he's going to say that, but listen, at the end of the day, the league table doesn't lie, Paul. That, that's the way I always looked at it. Even when I played and, and we get beat to titles and you could try and use excuses or, or say things, but at the end of the day, the league doesn't lie, does it? Celtic last year were the better team and for me, deserved to win the league, which hurts me to say, but... That's said it. just me being honest. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. but did, did Michael Beale also say, and by the way, had Stephen said, I don't think we'd have got to a European final like Giovanni did? Did they say that comment? No. Yep, no. I'm yeah. just about to bring in Daniel and Wishaw and see what he thinks. But before we do that, Regan, final point from you then. Uh, what do you feel about tomorrow? What's your scoreline? Celtic against the fast improving Ross County? I'll go Celtic 5, Ross County 0. I just think they've. Celtic will probably get off and score two goals early and then that seems to be the case with Celtic Park that um, they, they kind of steamroll over teams in the way they did with uh, Lee, Lee Johnson's side uh, 6-1 um, I just think it'll be uh, 5-0 to Celtic tomorrow for me Paul Saying it as he sees it Thanks Regan Good to hear from you Enjoy the match tomorrow Straight off the off the bench there Barry That's what we want isn't it He's uh, He always makes good points Doesn't he Regan Yeah he speaks really he well does. Regan yep. Next up Daniel will be with us In just uh, a moment or two He's coming on from Wishaw A bit more from Ange Postacoglu uh, About the call up Is there any controversy About Celtic not releasing the players For international duty Specifically Turkey a friendly next week um, we talked about it the other night we didn't see any issue here it's not not even the fact it's, it's not an official FIFA call up week it's big money for Celtic do you want to hear from Ange first and then we'll see what you think so he's speaking about his players there's no situations everyone who's not going to the World Cup is going to Australia with us there's I, I, it's it's not it's not an issue. I know people are trying to make it an issue, but it's not an issue. That it's not a designated international window. The reason it's not a designated international window is that FIFA has allowed clubs to make their own decisions, and we've made our decision as a club. And there's just no discussions. I don't need to discuss it with anyone. That's the decision's been made. And uh, as I said, anyone who's not going to the World Cup will be with us in Australia. Buddy. Any discussion? Well, he summed up. He's doing your job for I us. Know, what do you want me to say? It's not a, yeah. an official international um, date. Yeah. Uh, Celtic have obviously had this Australian thing. What is that? Six, seven, eight month. It's yep. been planned for. Yep. Um, I, I'm sure if it was an official international game, the Celtic players would be there. Um, but listen, I, I don't see the the argument and the clamour that's going on behind it uh, is what it is and what I look at the Scotland squad it's going to give somebody else an opportunity exactly, sure. to go yep. and play international football and hopefully show Stevie Clark that they're good enough to be picked in future squads here's Daniel from Wishaw Rangers fan hi Daniel how are we doing good? yeah good thanks Ryan Jack back in the squad for tomorrow mm. Antonio Cholak is out though slight injury um, and Sakala too what are you feeling Daniel about the well the result the other night it was all about getting a win pretty much um, and obviously Gio came um, out to the media and obviously said that some performances are going to be ugly but let's just say the um, the three points is, is what's needed to know whether it's a, 
a scrappy performance or a, a glamorous performance, but I would say that I think in January we need to uh, get another striker up there with Cholak, because to me it looks like Morelis is, I don't know, his attitude's just still no changed, I don't think. Barry? Barry thinks about that one. Yeah. Uh, uh, Daniel, I actually thought he'd done okay when he came on on Wednesday night. Aye. Aye. Did you know? Yeah, did, did you know? Think. Look, I, I, I'm with you. Look, they need to come up with a, an answer in terms of Morelos. Is he going to go? Is he going to stay? It looks to me that he's not going to sign a new contract. And I'm with you. I, I think Rangers need to bring in reinforcements to strengthen, not just the squad. I've said this a number of times, Daniel. They need to strengthen the starting mm-hmm. eleven. Hundred percent. Totally agree with that. And I mean, even the backline as well. It's um, seriously depleted. I mean, the amount of numbers that are out there now. Tom Lawrence, I think he's a big miss mm-hmm. um, in midfield. Lundstrom, obviously Lundstrom can't do it all. Um, he's going to have good games, bad games. But no, with Morelis, it's just he's... I thought he played all right. I thought he did play really well. Um, but it's it's just frustrating now the amount. Kent, I thought that was Kent's best game for quite a while, to be honest, the other night. Yeah, I'm glad you say that, Daniel. I was I was delighted. See, watching the game, I was delighted for him. I thought the first half he was okay. I thought the second half he was he was close to his best. Um, obviously done brilliant for the goal, but he just looked very direct and positive. And you could see with him setting up that obviously that goal. Obviously, great bit of skill passed it to Barisic. You could see he's, he got a, a shot in confidence for that. And I thought after that, he started to grow. And hopefully now this is a sign from that. He can, he can, um, he can produce more performances like this. And listen, he's got a game tomorrow because listen, the ability's Aye. there. I've always says it, mm-hmm. um, and I, I was delighted for him because he has come in for a, a bit of criticism. Um, it's just no happening for him. He's been a bit low in confidence, Aye. but one thing about him is he still tries. He's trying. Yep, yeah, he, he still Aye. gives it his all. Ryan Kent. Mark Daniel said at the beginning uh, he needs money in January in the transfer window ballpark what do you think Rangers need to spend and I know that's a huge ask you, know, you, you can get Matt O'Reilly for 1.8 million a year Aye, ago you know, it'd be Paul, you, you, you know, you, you can buy, you can spend ten million. Somebody that doesn't work. You can, but you yeah. can get somebody in a free, like like, like Tom Lawrence. Yeah. <laughs> they mentioned it was a great bit of business on a free. It's a, you know, it's about being creative. I think the loan market's always the kind of way to go um, in January. If you can pick up a couple of gems, but that's where your, your your recruitment department, your contacts, you know, building relationships, making sure for somebody becomes a bit of a wee gem that you're getting, you're getting the nod on them early doors to get in there and and, and get negotiations open. I'll go back to it. The, the contrast in the January windows last year at Celtic yeah. Rangers for me was the difference between winning and losing the title Celtic were different class last January they got quality in got them in early Rangers on paper it looked sexy but it didn't work yeah, and they're, sure. they're, that's what happens Aaron Ramsey yep. yeah I was just going to but in there but he yeah. says it they got them in early they got them in 1st of January yeah. and it looks mm-hmm. to me if Celtic are going to do the same again this this January so Rangers need to be ahead of it as well and make sure they get their reinforcements in as quickly as possible and hopefully during this World Cup break you're going to see um, some important players um, come back some leaders to come back into the fray again Daniel what do you think is going to happen tomorrow St Mirren Rangers? Uh, it's a tricky one obviously yeah. St Mirren they'll be uh, high in confidence obviously beating Celtic um, but I mean Love Street's also it can be a wee bit. We've went to Love Street before, and we've, uh, we've conceded the, the odd goal here and there. And but hopefully we get to pick up the 
three points going into the uh, the break. What would you guess scoreline? Uh, hopefully a 2 0 <laughs> two 0 scoreline. Fingers crossed. Daniel, thanks very much for calling. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com Your local friendly experts for new and used cars. Let's go! So, Barry Ferguson, Paul Cooney, Mark Guidi. Mark, Barry featured on The Breakfast Show this morning, as you know, with Crofty and yeah. Grader. We'll take you back to this morning. There's a hot tub can be won. Can you imagine a hot tub? <laughs> Fantastic as we head towards the winter. But this happened on The Breakfast Show this morning. Karen was on the line. Identify the four voices and you can win the hot tub. Let's hear what happened this morning with Crofty and Grado. We'll give you £250 for each voice. This is Go Radio. Okay, let's get your guesses. Give us your guesses for who's in the hot tub with our friends at Wellis Leisure. Okay, number one, Sanjeev Coley. Number two, Barry Ferguson. Number three, Jane McCarry. Number four, Kelly McDonald. Am I allowed to say, Crofty, that I actually agree? We can in flat second voice. This is radio. You've kind of said it, have I? By asking me if you're allowed to say it. <laughs> it kind of defeats the purpose a wee bit. <laughs> I can tell you, you have managed to score. One out of four! Yeah. Yeah. A start to Friday. Well done, Karen. Let's hear the is. How did you say it? Is. Is. Yeah. That's my cousin. Yeah. She won £250. <laughs> and look out for another Ferguson to win the whole hot uh, tub. Yeah. Well, we'll see Grado in the 13th, won't we? Oh, the, the Panto? No, you won't. No. Hey. <laughs> oh. you, Mark made yeah. a good point. Yeah. We'll start in the 12th. I'll meet in the 12th. <laughs> and we'll finish in the 15th. Okay. I don't want to all into it. Yeah. The new series had two doors. I know you yes. don't watch it, but Grado's yeah, no, no, in no, great no, no. I started yeah. watching it last night. I saw the dad. I've got an episode. I've just streamed right through it, and the 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 eye player. Oh, he's in. He's in great form. His character, Alan's probably They're all good characters. Oh, he's one of the best in the industry, good. isn't he? He's very, very good. I yeah. like Grado. He good certainly fun. is. Back on Monday when you wake up. So they're on from six o'clock and with their friends at Willis Leisure. Chance good to prize. win the hot tub. It's good magnificent. Prize. Loads of prizes. This is the Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Anyone else we can get in at the moment? <laughs> but just uh, and we'll do the You never know. You've made it now. Eh? European finals and everything. All those, what, five Scottish Cup wins, five League Cup. How many titles did you win? And you're in the hot tub now as well. <laughs> well, you're in the in the competition, Crofty and Grado. Some of the headlines tonight: SFA have admitted an error in the Jota goal. I think what they're saying is that the angle uh, wasn't the best. In fact, it was maybe the worst. It's a strange one. Martin O'Neill insists that Ange Postecoglou can lead Celtic to a European trophy. Talk about that in a moment. Borna Barisic has rubbished. Uh, reports that or speculation the gap with Celtic is too big he said the seven points they can recover Ryan Porteous is targeted by Stoke as interest hots up for the defender now a Scotland cap and uh, David Martindale says wait for this one Glasgow in the West hearts can split Celtic and Rangers well I've got, yeah. <laughs> I've got a lot of time for David yeah. Martindale I think, tonight. Does, yeah. <laughs> I think he, he does a brilliant job at Livingston yeah. but there is, there is no way <laughs> Hearts for me, once the, the break's over, they get their injured players back, they'll finish in third place, but they'll never split the old fun. Never. Never. No chat. No, no. I mean, the, the, I, I don't know what the gap was um, uh, last season, right. Paul, you know, after 38 games, but I would imagine, um, you know, runners up, whoever finished Celtic yeah. and Rangers, they'll be at least 14, 15 points ahead of Hearts. 
who is going to come third. Well, we'll discuss uh, the fixtures before this break. I wonder how it's going to affect the teams coming back, Barry, afterwards. Um, I know the narrative is that Celtic usually came back from the winter break better, but it worked for Rangers in the COVID year when Rangers won the title. They came mm-hmm. back and could do no wrong. It, it's, it's hard to tell, isn't it, how it's going to affect the teams. Yeah, but I, I think the break's coming at a, a good time for Rangers, if I'm being honest. Um, mentally, I think they're a bit shot just now, so for me, it'll be good for them to get away for a week or ten days, refresh, recharge your batteries, and come back and do a lot, a lot of work on that training ground and making sure by the middle of December they're ready to try and take a fight to, to Celtic. <coughs> um, I, I don't look too much into the breaks, going away or, or whatever. Listen... I think that's a lot of nonsense if I've been honest with you but I just think it's coming at a right time for, for Rangers and, and hopefully they can get some players back and then come January they can get a few players to come in and, and certainly strengthen that starting 11 the Mark the Go Radio audience heard there you say nah so you agreed with Barry oh, about yeah, it, the, the guy. nonsense this about oh, the winter break and what yeah. you do absolutely total nonsense Paul it's yeah. about what you do on a match day yeah. Yeah. Uh, can I, I've been away in winter breaks mm-hmm. and I, I tell you it's harder than even normal pre-season um, in the summer the players go away and they work hard listen it's just down to they're they playing well enough or good enough it's, it's it, nothing to do with going away and people think they're, they're going away with their, their shorts and their yeah. flip-flops and their sun cream and, and just chilling out and relaxing no there's hard work done just the, the basic as they come back and they weren't good enough that's it I think, I think Giovanni needs a break yeah. Well, he'll need a rest you know I, I don't know what the, the, the plans are at Rangers also we know Celtic are going to Australia Monday morning or whatever it may be but for Rangers I'd imagine you know Giovanni got to win tomorrow doesn't win tomorrow then you know more speculation uh, about his future um, but I, I expect Rangers to win tomorrow and therefore I'd imagine he'll just shut the first team down for 12-14 days come back the 28th-29th of January and ready to go but I think he'll need a break and you look what he's achieved and I, get, I know I defend him a lot uh, in this programme yeah. but mm. Look, he's achieved pretty much a year in the job now. Um, he's achieved a lot. And uh, the finances that he's helped bring into the club. And I know for the, the supporters, it's all about what you do on a Saturday, and I get that. But you assess him on the whole of what he's contributed mm. to Rangers Football Club. The Calvin Bassey inherited to the player that he turned into. Beating PSV in the Champions League. And it backfired. They, they, they get six scalpings. Um, yeah, he's partly to blame for that. But... He got them into the Champions League. Steven Gerrard never got them into the Champions League. He got them into the Champions League for the first time and since Barry was playing um, at Rangers in more than a more than a decade. So surely he's got you some credit in the bank for that. Yes, Celtic are seven points ahead in the title race, but you know what? The title's still in Rangers' hands. They win the three off games yeah. they could be champion. I know that's a huge ask. First and foremost, win tomorrow, win your games and take care of Celtic on January the 2nd at Ibrox. They've got to do that. And the other thing as well that you've got to remember... He is up against an exceptional Celtic team with an exceptional manager, an exceptional plan behind the scenes as well. Um, so you've got to take that into account and cut him a wee bit of uh, leeway too. He is looking forward to the break. Here he is. Well, if you see, you know, it's it costs a lot of energy. It's normal. Uh, so yeah, I think we uh, we need a break. My players need a break. Just look at my squad and how many players we we have not available. I think it's normal that you're waiting for the break and and time to recover and refresh. Interesting. Yeah, it's not just physically. Listen, there has been a lot of football, Champions League games, but there's been a lot of heavy defeats and a lot of players are suffering and mentally. 
I think it's um, there's no doubt in my mind come that game two o'clock or quarter past two on Saturday go away spend a bit of time with the family refresh and come back and ready to work and try and claw back the, the seven points because when I'm watching Rangers this now there, there is a few players suffering there's no yeah. doubt about it Let's hear from Ange and his take on the break it is important. Um, the fact that the break's coming up is kind of not the key bit. The key bit is that, you know, we want to continue our form and, and, and our performances in the league. Um, you know, we've come through a crazily hectic period of, you know, um, I think this will be our 13th game in 40-odd days, including Champions League, including travel. And, you know, the fact that the boys have, have really been, you know, so resilient through this time um, with our league form and has been a credit to them. And, yeah, we do. We want to finish strong tomorrow and make sure that, um, you know, all the gains we've had in, in this period in terms of performances and, and results uh, continue. This was always going to be um, an incredible period, Mark, for both the teams you know with Champions League yeah. um, they had the League Cup earlier on and obviously the, the title Paul, race itself Paul you know you know Ange Postecoglou saying you know 13 games in 40 odd days yeah. Giovanni Van Bronck saying players need a rest it <laughs> um, was mentally and, and physically you know we just see oh there they are oh, he's, he's picking an 11 but see as soon as a full time whistle goes boom you and your backroom staff they're cutting clips, they're, they're analysing the, the, the other one, they're, they're taking training, they're prepping who's injured, who's available, who needs to do this, who needs to do that. Speak to the sports science uh, department. There's so much goes into it and they are exhausted and we're seeing that in Celtic are heading out to Australia and it's very lucrative for them. Suits the manager back to his homeland, great. But for Rangers, I imagine if you're a Rangers player tomorrow, you can't wait for that full-time whistle. As long as yeah. you get three points in the bag and Giovanni and his staff go away, turn your phone off. Don't, don't look yeah. at a paper don't look at a so, so, no seriously yeah. absolutely switch off for at least seven days just switch off take a breath because particularly Rangers they have been battered on the park and off the park people supporters calling for the manager said this player's no good enough he's no good enough he's no trying he should be doing more he's a chancer he's this he's that what's the head of recruitment doing He's not good enough. Signings are only up to it. We've wasted money. What's the board doing? Why is the manager not getting more money to spend? They need to go and shut down and completely shut themselves off because if they don't, they're not going to come back in the right frame of mind for the second half of the season. Okay, I only asked. <laughs> Great answer. <laughs> yeah, no, listen, see, see the game tomorrow. It'll be, it'll be easy for the players. They know they've yeah. got one big 90 minutes tomorrow to make sure they're still seven points because look, I always say you've got to go into the game thinking yeah. that Celtic are going to beat Ross County which they, I think they will so they need to run through a, a brick well, which they should be doing every single time but listen I just think it's coming at a good time and to get away and a lot of people say oh, they need a rest they're professionals they're only human as well played a lot of football but in terms of the scrutiny it's been on Rangers the the criticism it takes its toll on some some guys I've seen it with my own eyes in dressing rooms where players suffer more than more than others so I think it's just a good time for certain players to go away refresh and come back stronger and better the news is next then we're back for the next hour the Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com your local friendly experts for new and used cars let's go 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 
there's a new name for Toyota in Lanarkshire. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Hamilton. We're bringing you everything Toyota backed by first class service. So come and view the stunning new Toyota range, all with up to 10 years warranty. Including the Igo Cross and the new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas. Our formidable range of commercial vehicles, including the Hilux. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer trained technicians. And specialist advice from our Motability team. Macklin Motors Toyota is open now at Whistlebury Road, Hamilton. Hour two of the programme with Barry, Mark and Paul. Loads of calls coming in from Celtic fans, Rangers fans too. And what about some of the other fans? Because a huge weekend, especially Kilmarnock, I'm thinking, Mark's a huge one for them yeah. at home to Hibs, both of them, you know, on the slide and Kelly at the bottom. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, is it Hibs, five defeats in six uh, games. Yep. Kilmarnock uh, now bottom of the table, you know, Dundee United 4-0 at Tannadice yeah. night. What a result. And, and for Kilmarnock, they, they need to get their their away form gone they've, they've not won away from, from rugby part and, he, and that needs to be addressed quickly and you know, I'm sure Derek like all managers but I'm sure Derek will, will be trying his very best to, to get some reinforcements in for the, the January window we'll go through all the games shortly Barry I'm just looking at Motherwell obviously they lost out to Celtic the other night that's no disgrace to the league leaders but they could do with some points but it's going to be tough at Perth yeah, well, St Johnson are on um, a, a brilliant run at this moment in time. Um, no doubt about it. A tough place to, to go. Look, Muddle do play some good stuff, but they need to start getting wins on the board. And going up at McDermott Park, I mean, you've seen the performance. I, I thought defensively they were, they were brilliant last week. Um, they got outplayed for the first 30 minutes, no doubt about it, but I thought the second half, St Johnson were excellent. I've got to be honest with you they played some decent stuff and you could see when they scored that goal the confidence started to get through the team and I thought the two guys up top for them mm-hmm. Stevie May and, and Nicky Clark were, were um, top class um, so Muddle will need to keep they two quiet and if Muddle will keep they two quiet they'll win with a chance of taking something away for the game but well, it'll be a tough one for okay. Muddle we'll get your score prediction and the score predictor from one of the callers who'll be on in about 15 minutes time in the Go Radio Football Show Mark I see one of the stories today Stephen Robinson the manager I almost said of Morecambe of course that's where he was before of St Mirren uh, he's been linked with Luton Town any chance do you think? Um, I'm, I'm not sure about uh, that one Paul you know, I think Mick Hardford um, is in temporary um, Chad or Stephen Robinson maybe played at Luton um, during his, his playing career possibly Um but one thing I, I, I like to see, I want to see all our best managers stay here, um, obviously, but also like to see them getting the chance to go down south. I think um, too many of our managers get ridiculed. Um, down yeah. there. And I know Stephen Robinson's from, from Northern Ireland, but you get my drift. Sure. Um, you want to see more being given um, an opportunity. So uh, I don't know if Stephen Robinson um, is on the, the, the radar. He seems to get linked with a a lot of jobs I remember he was linked very heavily with, with, with Hearts um, a couple of years ago and yeah. nothing came of it so I'm not really sure about sure. that one to be honest he did play there and of course he knows Mick Harford well what about Ryan Porteous now a Scotland international scorer as well for his country Barry and that was one of the top stories today Stoke City want to get him Alex Neil. would you be surprised? yeah but I've always said about Ryan Porteous I think he's got all the attributes Paul um, to be a, a really good centre back just cut out the, the silly mistakes at times um, and he's certainly done that over the last couple of months making his Scotland debut I thought he was immense um, for Scotland now if, if Stoke come in and offer good money to Hibs um, I, I'm sure um, 
Hibs would look to maybe try and do some business if it's um, good good money but he's certainly a guy who I hope is going to mature because if he does mature I think he could be a, a real good player could be he's only what 23 international caps now as well right we'll go through all the games shortly World Cup just round the corner just over a week away let's hear from uh, with GVB and AP about the World Cup here's Ange Postacoglu who was asked today who does he think is going to win well what we used to call Mark what was it the Joe's Remy Trophy now the, the Fifi FIFA. <laughs> I've gone to the, the dogs. Hey, right, who's going to win the FIFA trophy? I'll, I'll go for Brazil, but I've kind of said a few times that if there's ever going to be a shock outsider for a World Cup, this will be the one uh, because it's it's such an unusual timing for a World Cup um, that don't be surprised if for the first time you know, somebody outside the traditional nations gets up and wins it. Who that is, I've got no idea, but... Um, yeah, that's that's more feelings on it. Okay, let's hear from GVB about the World Cup coming up in just over a week. Well, it's the first time we we had it, and uh, because you always you also come from a season before, so it's my so you don't have any time to give players extra off. You know, we 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 had to start the the season with already qualifying for Europe. So you know, for me, I think our biggest lesson would be not to organize another tournament again in in uh, in November. So that's for me the the smartest thing to do. Barry's not having it. What would he know about World Cup? Giovanni got yeah, to the final, of course. Amazing, hasn't he? Got to the final. Yeah, I, so, I'm with him. I, yeah. I just think it's strange having a World Cup in the middle of November. Yeah. Um, crazy, Paul. All, all about money. I, I yeah. can't. Yeah, I can't see it ever happening again. No. And Marcus, see Sepp Blatter the other day. Hate to mention it, even, and he's saying, "Oh, it shouldn't have gone there." Well, he was the FIFA president. <laughs> Move uh, on, unbelievable, yeah. <laughs> isn't it? So, right, who do we think is going to win? It's going to be. I know Gio wasn't asked there. He didn't say who he thought would win. Ange Postecoglou said Brazil, but look out for maybe a first time for somebody. Yeah, I mean, I, I get that uh, way of thinking. Um, you know, there's been a few shots, but probably particularly in, in the Euros um, finals over the years. But I'm going to go for Argentina to win the World Cup. Argentina? Wow. Yes. What Argentina. do you think, Barry? Yes. What do you reckon? I'm really bothered. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I think, listen, it's, the normal ones are always going to be there or thereabouts, aren't they? Um, France, maybe? Yeah. And then the African teams as well. You know what I mean? That, you used to, used to Senegal. Senegal's probably kind of best, mm-hmm. weren't they? Senegal. Yep. Um, Oh, listen, we'll, we'll just wait and see. But if you're going to put me on the spot, yep. I have to go away. Brazil. Brazil. Call up for the USA, of course, the, the Celtic stand-in captain Cameron Carter-Vickers. Here's his manager speaking about the defender. Yeah, brilliant. And uh, credit to him and, you know, really proud. The whole club's proud of him. And as you said, we brought him in last year and, you know, he, he had a couple of sort of appearances with the national team. But, you know, up until that point... <clears throat> He played sort of mainly championship football and, you know, I think he saw this as, as an opportunity for him to take his football to another level and he's just, he's been brilliant for us from the day he arrived. He's embraced everything, you know, within the club. I mean, his performances speak for himself. He's he's now taking on leadership as well and, and you know, I think he's, he, you know, he's found his place at this football club. During the off-season, we obviously, we had the option to, to take up the loan and there was never any doubt in our mind about us doing that, but like I said, credit to him. Everyone's really proud of him and uh, looking forward to his performances there. I, I think the, the the line that jumped out for me, Paul, because we we can see what players do on a, on a mm-hmm. Saturday. We, we can watch them whether you're there live, you're watching the highlights, whatever it may sure. be, and we can pass an opinion. You know whether the opinions yeah. any good or no. We can pass an opinion. What you can so what see, you don't on the pitch. see yeah. is that bit there for me is a great insight. 
he's now part of the leadership group yep. and that shows you how he's grown off the park as well how he sets a, an example day to day along with your Callum McGregor's and your, your Joe Hart's and guys like that so yes he's doing it on the park but also off the park he's a model pro and the man across from you knows all about the leadership exactly, position exactly. yeah exactly and particularly, yeah. particularly a huge club where the yep. demands are on you 24 hours and they are I know it's a clear oh, 24-7 but they are Celtic and Rangers they're on you you can't you know, do anything without people passing comment or want to have a pop at you so Barry does know about it and it takes a I mean he's, Barry was just speaking there 10 minutes ago about basically how he's, he's seen people crumbling in his dressing room when, when the criticism and that's understandable so you need a special mentality to be able to cope with it as well and clear, clearly Cameron Carter Vickers has that it's not just an armband no but yeah. he's come on leaps and bounds mm. There's no doubt about it, and, and that was a big capture for Celtic in the in the summer. Um, you can see it. Listen, his mistakes get highlighted, but that's because he makes very few. Yeah. And I, I just think he's um, he's turned in. I mean, he's he's got the armband for a, for a reason because clearly on the training pitch he has demands and expectations, and that that's what you need um, off a off a top player so yeah I, I think it was a brilliant piece of business because he'd been out a few loans they, they, not that they didn't work they, he did okay yeah. he came up here and I'll be honest with you the first six months I'm looking I'm thinking he's alright mm -hmm. but then I thought the final part of the season the final half of the season last last season he was um, Celtic's best player alongside Callum McGregor and the manager said that and they're a weaker team yeah. see when he's out of the team Celtic yeah. oh, are far weaker yeah. yeah no doubt about that what's it like when you're given the captaincy though what's the difference from being Barry Ferguson the young midfield star that was coming through to being that same player but the man uh, the, the the captain of the club just players look look at you to um, in a game to do something about it in terms of if that's a tackle, if that's a pass, um, as I said, you try and motivate who's round about you, Paul. And I was on, always on it. Players, whether they liked it or not, I didn't really bother because I knew I was going to get a reaction out of them. Whether that was a positive reaction, and sometimes it was negative reaction. But what I found is when I was having a go at somebody, if I didn't think they were doing enough on the pitch, they would go and do something about it. And that was my job to try and enforce that out of them um, as I said and, and that's why I get the like I was a, a moaning face get, yeah. but that, that was me because listen I, I get brought up when I was at Rangers every game you played in you had to win and did you were you the link then with Walter or did Archie come in between the two of you you know in a good way uh, so were well, you like all, all the managers that I had a good relationship but there's a there's a, there's a line yeah you know what I mean if there's anything going on if the players some players didn't want to go and, and maybe speak to the, the manager they would come to me and then I would obviously go and, and do it some players weren't confident to go and do that um, that's what you've got to be there not just football side other things welfare um, you yeah, like the shops too yeah and you've got to be wary of that as, as times went on now it's becoming more evident like when I think back at some of the teams that I played in there was players suffering big time Mentally, yeah. and back then it wasn't the thing to come out and say it was a anything. Sign of weakness. Yep, it yeah, was. You get slaughtered, wouldn't you? They get slaughtered in the dressing room. Yep. So just over the last couple of years, you, you see that players coming out with they've been depressed, they've, they've been suffering mentally. Um, that then, when I'm sitting watching that, I take myself back into the dressing rooms, and I notice some players where that were they were suffering, and I kind of could give myself a, a slap with maybe no going and and helping them, but 
at that stage it was Mark's no. just mentioned yeah. that that's a sign of, of weakness mm-hmm. um, but listen during when players when you play at a club like Rangers Paul as I keep using the, the, the same two expressions demands and expectations a lot of players find it tough to deal with them because um, you know what the West of Scotland's like yeah. Like if you, if you draw a game if you lose a game the press the media mm-hmm. the fans are on top of you and, and it, um, it's tough for some players um, mm-hmm. so that that was something else that you, you had to obviously go and put put your arm round about some players or some players you could have a pop at on mm-hmm. the pitch as I said um, and so, who looked after you then? if you were really down who would look after you? In the dressing room, I, I, that's a that's a good answer. I, I had to look after myself, um, but I, I found that I could. I had um, coping mechanisms to to help me with that. Certain with things like, I could go and speak to certain certain people, um, but I had to go and show I was the, the the leader and and the man of the group to go and take a game by the scruff of the neck. If criticism was coming, I knew I, it was coming on me because I was the the captain of the team and I had no I had no problems with that I could handle it did I like it? no, no I didn't nobody <laughs> likes criticism sure. but the, the thing that worked for me was I get brought up in it. as a lot of people have not been brought up in it. I, I, I seen my brother play with Rangers I was in there for a young age going in full time at 15 seeing how the nine in a row team cope with things um, so I, I had probably a start in and most people and that was a brilliant grounding for me um, I did suffer at times no doubt I'd go back and, and sit, sit in a dark room and know what to speak to anybody but that was the way that I coped with it and then the next day if I get criticised I would try and use it in a positive way as long as it was con- constructive, constructive criticism there was some times some people went overboard but that's just the way it works up here um, as I say I never liked it but my way out of it was going uh, go and prove them um, wrong and the best way to do that is go and perform on a football pitch Mark fascinating insight from Barry Aye. and also you, you said it earlier I mean it was seemed to be macho well the football is wasn't it in the dressing room in the men's yeah. game very macho a lot of fun going around but it's also you know yeah it's changed days and thankfully it, it's, yeah. changed, it's changed for the, it's changed for the, look sometimes I think it can go too far whereas I don't I, agree with managers now feeling that they cannot have a pop at a player no, you've got to be able to do that I'm but glad so, Mark says so there's a balance there's got to be a balance sure. you've got to be mindful of a player's well-being but also you've, you've got to you know you've got to be able to take criticism yeah. uh, and not to you know, blow smoke because Barry said when you think about Barry and we were covering it Paul way back then way back in the good old days wasn't that long but, ago in yeah, your 20 case. years ago <laughs> but you think um, I don't know yeah. tw- when Dick gave him the armour what 22 yeah, 23 22 wow. now by the way you think back to the, that team, know, the team was, yeah. you know Alberts Newman Amoruso Kloss McCann uh, was Geo still there Geo maybe yeah. away you know De Boers you, yeah. you think of taking the cat, taking on the responsibility of being the captain so not only have you got the responsibility of the part and being the forefront of the dressing room in the football club you're also then having to go and produce 90 minutes every Saturday which mm-hmm. he did mm-hmm. to some aplomb uh, domestically and in Europe and also breaking into the Scotland team remember the, the, the playoff against England it was outstanding um, and it was a real shame for his career that he didn't actually get to play in a major finals uh, for Scotland so you take all that into account at 22 years old 
and by the way I know he's saying it was a help from him but it would also be a hindrance being from this part of the world and yeah, your mum and sure. your dad and your mm. brother and your wife and your kids being local to it oh. as well because if it wasn't going right you were the first guy that yep. they were looking at to have a pop it so you take all that into account um, and say no blowing so was here no. but it was a, a special player yep. and it obviously took a special uh, mentality to cope with all of that and deliver trophies you think delivering trebles delivering league titles doing well in Europe etc 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 but also it did help when Mark mentioned some names there Craig Moore's Arthur Newman's yeah. even Big Ammo I, I, I got the captaincy off him yeah. did he yeah. like it no he didn't but do you know what <laughs> how, how was he with you <laughs> we had no no problems did we see eye to eye probably no, no. but I tell you what when we crossed that white line we were in it together yeah. we were in the trenches together um, so the guys like Neil McCann's Arthur Newman's Craig Moore's um Ronald De Boers, all, all guys like that were, were a brilliant, brilliant help to me because if I wasn't sure about something if I felt I was maybe going over the line they would say, hey, calm down a wee bit because you, you know, like you're 22 you're, you're trying to make yeah. a statement mm-hmm. at, at times you would go over um, the score but yeah, listen, it is it's, it's a brilliant feeling having that captaincy but there is, you carry it 24-7 now I learned a couple of times where I get into trouble um, you had to grow up very quickly because you knew you were carrying that whether that was you were at the shops or whether you were anywhere out for dinner or whatever you have to remember you're carrying that club on your shoulders and you've got to take responsibility um, and I did make some mistakes but you know what you've got to grow up quickly in it who hasn't and you had the Scotland responsibility and you know the way that ended we're going to break shortly but that must have been another weight in a different way but the focus yeah, was on that, day that, after day it was, yeah that, that yeah. was to be honest with you look I'm not going to I was totally in the wrong there yeah. that ended my Scotland career and my Rangers career Paul mm-hmm. and do you know what I was lucky that I got another chance to go and and yeah. try and reinvent myself because there was a number of clubs wanted me but chairmans and boards weren't willing to take that risk and thankfully a club did want to take the risk and I had to go and as I say knuckle down lock myself down in Birmingham mm-hmm. and go and make sure I was always fit but fitter than I've ever been before in my life. Is that right? Did you have to up? Yeah, I had fitness. to go and yeah. uh, listen because the, the spotlight was on me, so mm. I had to go down and prove myself again. And and you know what? I had no problem with that because it was my mistake. Mm. Nobody else to blame apart from myself. Um, so yeah, the, the the crazy things. Yeah, f- a football. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. How's the book coming on, Mark? Are you <laughs> ghosting the book for Barry? The latest one? Are you <laughs> available? Oh, and all. Yeah. God, they thought I'd do another book. My God. Yeah. Oh no. Fascinating insight, though, isn't it? Ah, it's great. And you know, the, the, yeah. the thing about Barry, and you know what, what's good about him, he can speak about it openly and he can yeah. hold his hands up to mistakes. And by the way, who, who, who did they make mistakes at 22, 24? Yeah. Still make mistakes at 40, 50, 60 year old. That, that's life, that's part of being a human being. But I love Barry's honesty. Yeah. He's never tried to, you know, and reflection, I remember at the time, it was a difficult one being part of the media. You've got to be critical. Yeah. And, and, and I think you know. I think thinking back, I had a good relationship uh, with Barry, but it probably went a wee bit frosty because I was critical of him yeah. um, at the time. But sh- to be honest, look back, you couldn't defend him. You yeah. couldn't no, defend he, he, And he, he's he, not he's trying to defend himself. himself. Not, yeah. and, but it's great that, that he can hold his hand with the benefits. You know what? I made a mistake, and I remember when you went to Birmingham, and it was because it brought it back to me. And you were saying how you did knuckle. I don't know if you said you'd, you you upped your fitness or you lost a bit of weight, whatever it was. I can't remember, but you realised by the way. I'm not going to let anybody else have a pop at me here. Yeah, I'm going to no. go and do it. I'm going to go and do it at the highest level possible. And you did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, and you know what? I, I, 
you're not happy because people, but people were, were just being honest. And I, I, I had no argument back because I knew I had let not just Rangers down, Scotland down, my teammates down. But most important thing for me, I, I let my family down. And that's the thing that, that um, grated on me. And I had to go away and leave them and go and, as I, I, I use the word, I had to go and reinvent myself. I had to stay down there myself. I had to go and knuckle down and, and work even harder because I was always a hard worker, a hard yeah. grafter. But I had to go that next level mm -hmm. to go and make sure that I could still cut it at a high level because the, the criticism was there for everybody to see. It was a nightmare month, six weeks. It was just constant. Uh, yeah. Mm. Which is no nice. And to be um, fair, if somebody's just tuning in, Mark, looking back on it, it was it was a small thing, wasn't it? There was just it was silly. It, and he, I, he was I, a I, daft listen, young guy. They, they I, were. Wasn't, I, I wasn't yeah. young. That, no, that's you the behaved thing like young. Yeah, I, I behaved yeah. like a, yeah. a, a teenager. No, in case somebody thinks here there was something, no, no, you know, no, no. Somebody was harmed. I think, was, look, again, yeah. you, you know, you can't defend and Barry's no wanting no, sure. to defend what happened. But looking back as well, Paul, what what was clear back then at the international setup under George Burley, it should have been better. There should have been more professionalism, standards set. Should have been more boundaries um, set. You know, so yes, of course, Barry made the mistake and yeah. he holds his hands up. But the whole setup at that time was so wrong, mm. so wrong. Yeah, and it's one that I, I, I look back my my career fondly because I won loads mm. of trophies and I played with the, the club that I, I supported as a, a young man. And I, I really wanted to finish my career there, Paul. I'll be honest with you. I had a testimonial, all these sort of things, and, and, and I ruined that. And there's only one person to blame, and that was my myself. So you have to go back down to England, and, and listen, I had a, a, a right good time down there, successful time, won another trophy. Won the League Cup yeah, at Wembley. Uh, yeah. Birmingham were a brilliant club, mm. the fans took to me. The Blues. Um, yeah, it was, it, it was good for me. The, the hard thing is you're away for your family, but that's the things you've got to deal with. Question. If you make a mistake... Final question: Is there a little part of you has got unfinished business at Rangers? In terms of you coaching, managing, no, um, I, ambassador, or what? I can't think. Well, um, listen, I, I'll always, you know. I'll always support Rangers and always want them to win trophies, Paul. But in terms of it, my, my time's been and gone there. I, I loved it. My only regret is that I never finished there, mm. where um, I had a real chance of doing that because I still had a number of years left in my contract. Um, but the late great. Walter Smith was was just blunt and honest with me. Which is what he needed. Yeah, yeah. I, I needed yeah. that. Do you know what? He spoke as a, as a proper man and he was just straight down the middle. You, Mark knows him really well as well. He just says, listen, that's it. You need to go and you need to go and do yourself justice. Now, you've made a hell of a mistake here. You need to go out of this country and go and try and get your career back on, on track. And, and that stuck with me. Yeah. During the summer, things were on and off, on and off, on and off with, with different clubs. Managers were, were like, listen, I'd love to take you, but mm -hmm. I'm afraid I can't. Upstairs saying no. Yeah. yeah. And then, obviously, you, you get that one bit where, right, you can go and sign here. And for that time, when I signed that piece of paper, I was always fully focused, always had the blinkers on, but um, never like that. That takes us nicely up to the break. <laughs> How do we follow that one, Mark? Barry, thanks for opening up on that. That just happened. That just evolved here on the show. Next up, the score predictor on the Go Radio Football Show. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland. Let's go! go. 
Yep, we've teamed up, as you know, with our friends at Clydebilt Home Improvements, and this is your chance to win cash every Friday here on the Go Radio Football Show. All you have to do is predict the weekend scores in the Premiership. On the line now, joining Barry and Mark and myself is Terry, a Celtic fan. Terry, good evening. Good evening, Paul. Evening, Mark. Evening, Barry. Good to hear you. How are you doing? Yeah, it's good to be back on, lads. Yeah, doing very well. Doing well. Yeah, you're sounding quite chipper. And that was fascinating insight there from Barry about that time when, well, in football at the top level at Rangers uh, and also um, with Scotland and the way it ended there. So I don't know if you heard that a moment or two ago. And obviously, as a a Celtic fan... Sorry, Paul, I I, I was just listening to Barry when you talked about... I I went on break earlier then. I I missed a wee bit there about this. You can hear it in the podcast anyway, which uh, more and more people are tuning into. And Neil Lennon is someone who spoke about, um, you know, mental health issues as well, Mark. I was thinking that earlier on. Maybe later in another programme, we will talk about it. Right, this weekend, what are you thinking? Do you know how much is at stake here tonight? You could win eight hundred and fifty pounds. Oh, We're smiling Need now. Not be Christmas as well. Exactly. Yep. Are you organised? Santa, yeah. Santa maybe we able to get half the stuff with my daughter. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> I can, how many have you got? I've got a wee boy at seven and a wee girl at nine. Uh huh. Strange names, but I'm sure they're lovely. Whoa, hey, that's hey. an old gag. Sorry. <laughs> seven and nine. Brilliant. Right, you're doing it for Lo- them. Lovely and sunny. Lovely that's and right. sunny. This. Oh, brilliant. This is. Massive, right? Really important. We're going to go through it. We'll chat about the games as well. Where do you want to start, Terry? Well, we'll start. We'll leave the, the biggest two, St. Mirren Rangers and Celtic Ross County, till the end. Shall we go to Edinburgh? Can't have everything. Hearts, <laughs> uh, heart, heart, hearts against Livingston. What do we think? Let's start with you, Terry. I think Hearts are going to sneak that two-one. Mm-hmm, yep, Dave, you know David Martindale. He's got them in good form. Um, yeah, I think some. Decent results, but I'm going to I'm going to go with Terry. I've got it marked down here as well. Two one to Hearts. Mark, you'll be on looking at this on Monday night with Barry, and I've got a feeling it's going to be Terry. So, what mm. do you think? I'm going to go with a one-one draw. You're going for the draw one-one at Tynecastle. Great crowds just now, Terry, aren't they? When you look at it, Hearts are getting what sixteen, seventeen thousand. Hibs not much behind it as well. Aberdeen big crowds, and obviously the big two. It's uh, it's healthy from that point of view in Scotland. No, definitely. Hi, everybody's right on about it, and they're all enjoying the football. So I will make continue. Good. We haven't mentioned VAR yet. Did you hear Ange earlier <laughs> talking about VAR? He's not too. Can you blame him? No, where, where did we start? I mean, that, that view the other night was near a Celtic part than it was her part. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's full, isn't he? That's really good. Oh, dear. I thought I was back at Scott Sport. No, there was some, there was some great camera work as well. Hawk, they said yeah. Hawkeye technology was in place, so you've got to take the word that it was offside. So I, of course. I don't think there's any wee men in Lark Hall looking at a screen making decisions. <laughs> No comment, Barry. <laughs> I, was, I was going to say something there, but um, I live close to Larkin. Exactly. Was not really Larkin. Right. <laughs> Great place. Yeah. Oh. So right, so you're going for the draw, Mark. Yes. Barry and Terry are united, going for the Hearts win. Uh, Kilmarnock up against Hibs. We mentioned it earlier. Mark, what do you reckon? Rugby Park. Oh, two teams and um, not in the best of form just now. But Kilmarnock have got a good home record. Mm-hmm. The Astro Turf as well. Uh, Derek I'm, might be listening yeah uh, exactly so <laughs> I'm going to go nil nil 
Right, nil nil. <laughs> so wow. So come on, it would go on Nobody to, going to rugby party anyway. Thirteen points. Lee Johnson will come out with some some good lines. Um he'd be on twenty one points. Barry, what do you think? Well, I listened to Derek's interview. He apologised to the fans, not yeah. good enough. I think Kamarna will bounce back and they'll beat Hibs. Okay. Terry, £850 at stake. Think oh, carefully. I think. I'm, well, I know it's a big one. Kamarna could beat the Dundee United. Was it 4 0 the other game mm-hmm. there? Yeah. And, uh, Hibs have lost 4 out of 5. Five out of six. Five out of six. Hibs have got to win this. 2 1. 2 1 to Hibs. Right, you're going 2 1 to Hibs. Ryan Porteous, could you see him off to Stoke City? No, I did not. Is he going to Stoke? No, 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 I'm saying he could be. No, Terry, <laughs> Terry, we'll need to brief you just beforehand. I know. I know, no, I am briefed. Sorry. I'm, I'm kidding. I'm only, I'm only kidding. I've been slightly cheeky. Uh, St. Johnson against Motherwell. Where are we going to go with this one? Mark. Let's kick off with you. St. Johnson v Motherwell. Yeah, I'm going to go St. Johnston 2, Motherwell 1. Okay. Uh, Terry, what do you think there at Perth? I thought Motherwell played quite good the other night, so I'm going to go for, and obviously St. Johnson got their win last week, so I'll go one each. Or one each? I thought you were going to give well the points. but No, no. no, Me and Terry are same frame of mind here. I've got down here one each as well. I think it's a draw. Yeah. Yep. Okay, and they would love it. What are you thinking for the manager, Stevie Hamill? They play some really good stuff. I mean, Jack will be fine. Be yeah, yeah. He'll, look, January will be big for him. He'll want to bring in another couple of players. I think Stevie Hamill will do a, a fine job for Mother if he's given the, the time, but I'm sure he will. Yeah, for sure. Kilmarnock on 12 just now, along with Dundee United. Ross County on 15, Motherwell on 16, St Mirren and Hibbs and St Johnson and Hearts all in 20. And then 22 points, it's Aberdeen and Livingston, Rangers on 32 and Celtic on 39. Um, there's no money at stake on this one, but Terry, what do you think tonight for Hamilton Ackes against Air United? This doesn't count, don't worry, but what do you feel? Oh no, I think I think Air United are going to win that. Hamilton are rooted, didn't they, in the bottom? Yeah, it's been changed days, Barry, isn't it, for their old team? Yeah, they're, they're, they're struggling this year. I mean, they're a young, young team. Um, but they need to they need to start getting results, Paul, because they're, they're going to get isolated at the bottom of that league. But here United, yep. doing well, top of the league. That'll be a tough one for Aki's tonight. Mark, it's so mm. tough at the yeah. top of the table, isn't it? What do you yeah, think tonight? It's a good yep. league. Uh, I'm going to go for I'm going to go for a one-one draw in Lanarkshire. Okay, back to. So that's we've got oh, Aberdeen Dundee United. Where, where did the Aki's game come from? <laughs> I just threw it in. Yeah. <laughs> D-Mob happy. Uh, Aberdeen Dundee right United. It'll be, a, it'll be a one-way ticket. Aberdeen Dundee United. Uh, what do we think? Who wants to take... Barry, I see Lewis Ferguson linked your nephew with uh, Juventus. Speculation at the moment. Yeah, but I hope it's true. Yeah, it'd be great, wouldn't it? <laughs> to yeah. in. I mean, listen, I'll be over there, don't you worry about it. He's now he started to get a bit of game yep. time. Paul scored a few brilliant goals, mm. let's be honest with you. So, mm. listen, if he keeps that up, um, I'm sure the, the big guns over in Serie A will be, will be certainly looking at him. But in terms of yep. Aberdeen, Dun United, I'm going to go. <laughs> Aberdeen 2, Dundee United 0. Right, so Aberdeen, good form, uh, home form. Yes. Hey, Terry, what do you think on that one? Well, again, I've seen Dundee United first hand last week and I thought they played a lot of nice football. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm going to go for Aberdeen 1, 
Dundee United too. Ooh. Right, well, big away win for Dundee United. Yeah. Wow. Mark, what do you reckon? I'm going to agree with Barry. 2 0 Aberdeen. You're going for Aberdeen. Okay, so the big two then. So, so far, you've gone for Hearts to win, you've gone for Hibs, you're going for a draw, St Johnson Motherwell, and you're going for Dundee United to win. Terry, let's go for the early kickoff then. St Mirren against Rangers. Andy Walker was on last night. He'll be there, obviously, live on Sky. What do you think is going to happen, Terry? Well, it's a big one, I think, for. Is it Cholak's injured? So yes, Morelis is obviously... Yeah. In fact, listen, hold that for a second. Good point. Let's hear from the manager talking about the uh, the injured players. Well, I cannot say how many how many exactly, but uh, I know we have a... I want the bigger squad and then more players to choose from when we play our first games against Hips. And that's... Uh, so far, I hope, I'm, I'm, I'm confident we will, have, uh, we, we will have players back. How many, I don't know, but we're going to push them uh, or make... My, my medical department is going to push them to be available. So that's the longer term ones. But you're right, Terry. So Cholak is out tomorrow. Sakala is out. So obviously, Morelis are playing. I think he owes the fans and the manager a big performance. So I think you probably grab the equaliser. Not be St. Martin 1 and Rangers 1. <laughs> ah, he took us round the, the Mokter Pass that way, didn't he? Mark, what do you think? Uh, St. Martin now, Rangers 2. Okay. And is it Morellas to start, do you think? Uh, I, well, I, yeah, I agree with Terry, certainly, certainly. Yeah. He's, he's due the club, he's due the manager, yeah, a performance. And look, I, I don't think he's going to be at Rangers next season, whether he goes in January or not. But if he wants to get to a, a proper club, he's going to have to up his game and then why not start tomorrow? Barry, we're coming to you. Here's the manager first, a wee bit more on the team, the injuries update. You know, we have uh, Fishing is unavailable. He has a minor injury, you know, in his muscle, so he will be, will be short-term but not ready to play. Uh, Antonio as well, same as Fashion, also has a minor injury, so also comes too early for tomorrow. Then we have uh, everyone uh, available, so uh, Ryan Jack will be back in the in the squad. Barry, what do you think? St. Man 1, Rangers 2. Okay, and yep, yeah, so, and Terry, you are going for... Ryan Kent. Yeah. Scoring a goal. To score. Because you were impressed by him in the second half. I'm just half. happy yeah. for him because, listen, yeah. he's, he's come under a fair bit of criticism. And, and listen, his performances have not been at a level that you would expect. But one thing about him, Paul, he does he does put a shift in. That's one thing I can say about Ryan Kent. In the second half, I've seen signs that he's, his form's starting to come back. The last game, you're on, are you going to the match, Terry? You'll be there? Yeah, I've been there with the kids, yep. Yep, yep. looking forward to it. So Celtic, Ross County, we'll come to you in a moment or two. Let's hear uh, what Ange was saying, his update uh, on the team. There's not that much, actually, the team update. Callum and obviously James McCarthy um, missing. Um, everyone else got through uh, Wednesday night, no problems. And um, yeah, no, no new issues coming out of it. Barry, what do you think? Ross County are in real good form, yep. but I don't <laughs> think it's going to make a difference. Um, Celtic 4, Ross County one, I think they'll get a goal, Ross County. Okay, four one, help Celtic's goal difference. Mark, what do you think? Celtic two, Ross County nil. Okay, two nil, and Terry, you'll be there. What's the scoreline? I'll four, Ross County nil. Celtic four, Ross County nil. Yeah. I just hope Var's not involved tomorrow. I don't. Want, starting to get a bit tedious already. <laughs> well, it will be, and if you're on on Monday night with, uh, if you get these all right with eight hundred and fifty pounds, I hope he's not on on Monday night. How you might be? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he is going. Nice. Man's score. Yeah. Uh, Would you doubt it? It could be, potentially. 
You think Jim finish early the night. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, so you're going for a draw, St Mirren against Rangers. Um, Celtic, Whoa. yeah. You're going for Celtic well, to beat Ross County. The minute, yeah. the minute set up, really set up well, and obviously they beat Celtic earlier in the season, so uh, Rangers are going through a wee... In the best of form, so who knows? Dipl- Diplomatically, I wouldn't <laughs> say in the best. I was only recapping, you didn't need to jump in, but thank you for that. Celtic to beat Ross County, Hearts to beat Livingston, Hibs to get the away win at Kilmarnock, uh, a draw at Perth, St Johnson and Motherwell, and Dundee United to win at Aberdeen. So, and Terry, before you go, who's going to win the World Cup? And this is not for the money with Clyde Bilt Holmes. <laughs> who do you reckon? It's not going to be a European team, so I think it's either going to be Argentina or Brazil. I'm going to go for Argentina or Messi again. Right, Argentina. And if not, it's Celtic for me, says Terry. <laughs> <laughs> Terry, thanks very much. Enjoy the match tomorrow with the family. And you'll maybe speak to Mark and Barry on Monday night. Thank you. Hopefully. Hopefully yes, have Terry. a nice weekend, lads. You too. Cheers, Cheers, Terry. You can tell it's the weekend. G-A-R. The Go Assisted Referee on the Go Radio Football Show with joejunk.co.uk. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com. Representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland. Let's go, go. Radio Football Show Friday edition the weekend is officially here every Friday at 5 and a big weekend obviously so you heard all the fixtures there and big games as well in the championship in the first and second division as well and Mark they continue of course during the World Cup but for the Premiership it's what now five weeks before it's all back on and kicks off again yeah, I think the, the first game back is uh, December the 15th, Thursday night, Rangers v Hibs, um, Ibrox. Um, and Rangers actually got a real heavy schedule, Paul, when they come back. You know, they're, they're home to Hibs, then they're away to, away to Petodge and away to Dingwall um, twice in the space of three days, and obviously get, get Celtic in January 2nd. So they're right back into it. That's why they, they, they need a right proper uh, proper rest. I see Celtic have been hit with another big fine by UEFA Mark. It's just coming in, and it was when the Queen died at uh, the, one of the banners there at the clash with RB Leipzig. It's costing them €17,500, so that's over £15,000 because of of that uh, the banner there. So it's a there's too much yeah, of it, isn't it? I mean, yeah. you know, they're, they're repeat offenders when it comes to, to European games. Though, yeah, if I, you know, don't take any nonsense, um, Paul. You know, obviously, it's a lot um, stricter um, there, and uh, you know, I, I don't know what it's probably what over half a million quid in fines in the past decade or so. A lot, a lot of money at the club have had to share. Like, it must be. So let's go back on the lines. Uh, John is on from East Kilbride. Good evening, John. Good evening, panel. How are we? Yeah, we're good. Thank you. Are you off to the match tomorrow? You're a Celtic fan? I am indeed, yes. Yeah. So what do you think about uh, Ange speaking about VAR? I think that's what you want to talk about. Let's hear again what he was saying today. Australia, which you know everyone seems to think is a backwater, had VAR four years ago. It's not a new thing. It's not new. It's been around for quite a while. Referees in our league who referee in Europe have used it. So we make it out as if this is really big thing and big expectations. You know, we've made this big fanfare and now we're, we're saying, you know, expect teething problems. I don't know why there would be teething problems for something that's been around for four years, you know, five years. I don't even know how long it's been around. Like, if we're not ready, don't start with it. Just wait till we're ready. For me, it's not about the decisions. Whether You know, they're saying Jota was offside. They have evidence of that. Obviously, 
whatever that evidence is, is, is with them and, and that's fine. And even if they're wrong, I don't care. You know, it's a decision. Like, there's plenty of wrong decisions. For me, it's the intrusion it has on the game. You know, like I said, it's why I was uncomfortable with the whole week leading up to it, sort of making this whole fanfare about something that is not new. It's It's been around for quite a while and we should be just saying, look, VAR's coming in this weekend. We're comfortable with it because, you know, we, we've done all the trials. Everything's ready to go. Let's get on with it. John, what do you want to see? From what I heard there, Farrell, and obviously what I've heard earlier, um, the thing that came to me when Ange mentioned Australia was, in Australia, they, um, they use the VAR system, but they also talk through their decisions. You know, the, the referees or the officials who are making decisions actually kind of give a rationale behind why they're making that decision, and the, the public can actually hear it or the spectator can hear it. I just think that, is that a possibility in Scotland? It's like rugby, isn't it? That's what they do. Barry, what do you think? Would you welcome that? Yeah, I, I would love to hear what you said. <laughs> if I'm being honest, I think it's a, a brilliant point um, from, from John. You just mentioned it there. You watch. I don't watch a lot of rugby, if I'm being honest, but when you turn it on, you see it, you can hear everything that's going on between the, re, the referee and these assistants. Uh, I think it's a great shout um, and it would be interesting to see what their feelings are on some of these decisions because I think some still some of the decisions that are getting made with VAR are um, incorrect John Barry Ferguson agrees with you Mark Guidi what do you think? Um, yeah I mean I, I want transparency I mean, I'm all for decisions being explained you know, I think you know football the, the pain supporters uh, deserve to hear it you know, more than anything Paul uh, absolutely do I, do I want referees might talk I get it with rugby and it works in rugby no I'm going to defend referees here and say no I don't want that I don't think that's fair I think they're, they're, they're entitled to you know and you know as long as there's transparency if you want any, any transcripts of anything that's been said then they should be made available to the football clubs but um, in terms of that on, on a match day no would managers want to be mic'd up in the dugout you know so no, you know, should sure. referees be yeah. mic'd up no as I say as long as there's transparency if, I, if for example if we're taking this most recent um, uh, controversy is, is the Jotico yeah. in midweek. So if Celtic want a transcript of the dialogue between the match officials and VAR, then I think they should be entitled to get that. As all football clubs should be if they want that. So I'm not saying there should be secrecy. I just don't think it's fair having referees mic'd up. John, how are you feeling about the season overall? Champions League, final thought on that? Champions League was okay. I think that's the word yeah. for Celtic. You know, I think there's there's signs there of um, you know good attacking football. I think there's signs that we're probably going the right direction. Um, sadly, that you know the games against uh, you know Leipzig and Shakhtar, uh, particularly, you know that that's the games that I think Celtic realistically had a chance of winning, and uh, sadly they never. But um, you know, I, I think domestically we've been doing fantastic. I think Celtic. Are uh, scoring obviously scoring enough goals? Um, I think they're sort of a little bit plateauing a little bit, but um, you know I'm looking forward to the kind of second half of the season when it comes. And you know one of the facts Andy Walker told us last night was that this time last year Rangers were top of the table, John, and they're only one point better than they are today. The story is that Celtic are so far ahead of where they were this time last year. And Barry, that is remarkable. But from John's point of view, he's thinking about Celtic. But Rangers, I wonder if that goes into the equation for Giovanni when the board have said, well... Yeah, the problem is what they're backing But I think it's been the performances, the level of performances, Paul. Um, Look, no doubt, the Champions League, the the big defeats they had in the Champions Mm. League, they suffered, um, I think, is 
suffering through the the squad, no, no doubt about it. Um, and the performances, uh, the performance levels, haven't been at the expectations um, either. So that's where I think the disappointment comes in with the the Rangers fans, and obviously some of the the points that they're, they're, yep. they've obviously dropped. I think the Livingston game. Um, it was a poor game they never looked like scoring until obviously Lundstrom got that equaliser and then you go back to McDermott Park last um, Sunday yeah it's okay having possession for half an hour but you need to do something with that possession goals you need yep back to Celtic here's Ange about tomorrow's game John then we'll uh, ask you one more thing he's talking about Ross County yeah, as you said yeah, the last two results uh, <coughs> and being positive for them but yeah, with Ross County, you know, it's always a tough game anyway. And I think, yeah, we've seen already that every game has its challenges. And what we've tried to do is make sure that our level of performance is, is at a level that whatever the challenge may be on any given day, we can overcome that. Yeah, we'll have to do that tomorrow. <clears throat> yeah, Wednesday night wasn't wasn't a fantastic performance by us, but the lads found a way to, to win the game. Um, but we need to perform better, and that's our focus for tomorrow. We, yeah, we want to play our football, yeah, <clears throat> you know, be as aggressive as we can uh, maintain an intensity and tempo in the game and if we do that we know we're hard to stop and we'll get the result we want John Martin O'Neill has said he thinks Ange Postacoglu can lead Celtic to a European trophy could you see that happening in the next couple of years? Do you know the thing with Ange is you don't actually know how far ahead he's actually thinking you know and the thing with last season was that I felt as though Ange had prepared for this moment, probably 12 months in advance, probably 6 to 18 months in advance. I'm not sure how long he's thought ahead, but um, he's, he's certainly prepared uh, his team. And the way he's talking about, you know, European football, um, you know, and the way he wants his team to play, um, you know, I can see him having a couple of transfer windows of, you know, some um, good quality players coming in. And I don't know if he'll be able to compete in Europe, but I suppose the panel could answer that for me. Come to them in a moment on that. What's the scoreline tomorrow from you? 4-1 Celtic. And Rangers, what do you think at St Mirren? I think it'll be tough um, for Rangers. Uh, I think they'll win, though. I think they'll scrape a 2-1. Keep it going then until uh, after Barry's kind of nodding there. John, thanks very much. Enjoy the game tomorrow. Cheers. Thanks Take for, care, panel. Cheers. cheers. Thank you. Cheers. Um, Right, we don't have time to talk about his wider point there about Europe. Let's hear from Giovanni van Bronckhurst then. It's a must-win game tomorrow. We've been saying that all week with him. They won it the other night against Hearts. Here is the manager. It's very important. You know, it's always better to go into the break with a win than uh, than a different result. So for, for us, the same. You know, last game before the World Cup and, uh, you know, we need to keep winning and, and getting three points. So that's uh, obviously, you know, our aim and, and, our, and our goal to... Uh, you know, to uh, finish the first half of the season with a win. Barry, every game you play with Rangers is a must win and it's unthinkable if Rangers drop any more points because, um, you know, the pressure will just intensify on them. So he knows that they need to go to a difficult place. Remember, they've, they've, they've got decent home form, St Mum. It'll be tough, but it's one of the ones where there might not be any great football played it's who wants it the most tomorrow and Rangers should be wanting it the most because they know that they can't go any more points behind Celtic so for me it's unthinkable that Rangers drop any points whatsoever tomorrow so three points they've got to have 
Mark, your old team, you're the former keeper there, reserve keeper at St Mirren. But yeah, they were so well organised against Celtic. What's your final thought on that game? Yeah, I mean, I'm just looking at the, the, the home stats and Barry's right. Eight games played in Paisley, only one defeat. Of course, they beat Celtic, albeit it was a number of weeks ago. But the, the last game there, 2 2 at home, St Johnson lost a, a last minute equaliser to 10 men. Very disappointing. But I think Rangers will win tomorrow. Rangers will just be desperate, Paul, to get to that final whistle. It's been a, a bruising period financially hugely beneficial getting to the Champions League off the park fantastic work from Giovanni um, on the park uh, it backfired it backfired on them unfortunately as I say it's been a bruising uh, few weeks with some of the defeats but if they can get through tomorrow and get three points go and get a rest set them up for the second half of the season but ultimately Celtic I think um, on the park Paul right now I'd say Celtic are a good distance ahead of Rangers but you both think tomorrow it will finish by five o'clock, just seven points between the two. Yeah, both of them will win tomorrow. No question. Yeah. Yep. And Barry, likewise. And then enjoy the break, get ready for it all starting again. What, 17th of December? Yep. Um, just make sure Rangers uh, tomorrow don't drop any points, as I, as I said, because at this moment in time, Celtic are relentless. And Ryan Jack back? Yeah, big plus point, Ryan Jack again. I think Rangers are lacking some big characters certainly one thing about Ryan Jack is not just a good player he's a big character he's a, a leader in that group so I don't think he'll start tomorrow um, but he's in the squad but he's in the yep. squad so it's good to see him back and hopefully get a bit of game time um, with Scotland next week thanks to all our callers some great calls tonight Barry and Mark are back on Monday at 5 enjoy the weekend Terry good luck there with the predictions you could be winning £850 news is next and then Zoe Kelly the Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland let's go There's a new name for Toyota in Lanarkshire. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Hamilton. We're bringing you everything Toyota backed by first class service. So come and view the stunning new Toyota range, all with up to 10 years warranty. Including the Igo Cross and the new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas. Our formidable range of commercial vehicles, including the Hilux. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer trained technicians. And specialist advice from our Motability team. Macklin Motors Toyota is open now at Whistlebury Road, Hamilton. 